Ladies and gentlemen, it's a very special day. It's our second anniversary show. I'm not joined by one co-host. No, 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 no. I'm joined by two. The, my first co-host, the original co-host. You know him. You love him. He's David the Smart Mark. And my second co-host, he's a fine connoisseur of pastries at a local establishment in Chicago, Jake from Windy City. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having us, man. The three of us finally together, <laughs> the, our first episode with all three of us. I am so looking forward to it. David, it's finally great to <laughs> great to talk to you again. It's good to see you. <laughs> yeah, the last time we properly spoke was on um, a certain other more successful podcast. But, mate, now it's me and you again. We can get rid of that, that Burkhead fella and we can start our own, our own march, a triumphant march forward <laughs> in the podcasting world. <laughs> Ditto with that. (laughs) Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Radio Free Pro Wrestling. Um, Sean, carry on. Well, I'm just awkward. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host of this fine professional wrestling podcast. We are RPW, the home of professional wrestling debate, and I am Mackenzie Mitchell's favorite podcaster. Sorry, Boris, not sorry. Oh, these jokes are great, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I've faced them for the past month, so... Yeah, yeah you've done a sterling mm-hmm. job, my friend. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Okay, l- ladies and gentlemen, no time to waste. We are going straight to the control center to catch these two fine gentlemen up on the weekend professional wrestling news. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, up first, back last Friday, Impact had Victory Road, and guess who showed up? One Bobby Fish, and apparently he came down and cut a blistering promo about his former employer, AEW. Now, stories have gone on that he's not officially signed with Impact Wrestling. He's doing a per-date base appearances as they are going to have Bound for Glory in his neck of the woods in Albany, New York. So what do you think about Bobby Fish being in Impact Wrestling? Oh man, uh, I, I I gotta say that it, it really it was really a pleasant surprise uh, when I found out about it online. And uh, as we know, um, as I read in your know, PW Insider, has more details on the current status of Fish. Um, he has not yet signed officially signed with Impact Wrestling, but as of right now, he is currently set to work Bound for Glory on October seventh. So um, and and also the following TV tapings the next night. Uh, but yeah, I mean. It is a pleasant surprise, and um, yeah, this will be pretty interesting to see how Fish will fit in in, in, in the uh, in, in the Impact Wrestling roster. Um, it's kind of unfortunate because um, I really thought AEW was going to do do their damnedest to keep 
to keep Bobby Fish. And you I mean look at look what happened, you know, last month. You know, we saw the uh we saw Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish turn on the Young Bucks, and I thought it was an amazing turn on them. Uh, and I thought, and I hoped that uh, we were going to see that match between, you know, the Elite, uh, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega against uh, the Undisputed Elite. Uh, but looks like it's not going to happen as of right now. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I echo Jake's sentiments. It's a, a pleasant surprise, and that's too. Let's presume he's going to sign. Okay, let's just presume hypothetically he's going to sign. With him, we discussed Joe Hendry coming in last week, Sean. That's two decent signings for Impact, certainly from the wrestling capability angle. One point that immediately sprung to me this week and and has amused me immensely, and I'll be interested in your two takes on it because you haven't mentioned it yet, right? There was the story that came out that Bobby allegedly tried to take Kyle and Adam with him out of AEW. I presume you've read that, yep. right? It was on Fightful Ka- Select, uh, Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, uh, yeah, saw, that's saw fairly reliable as well. Yeah. Now, it's fairly reliable reporting. from. Um, now, cast your mind back to a Ring of Honor moment, because Bobby Fish must be getting awfully hacked off. I think we'd all agree, all three of us, Red Dragon, Mint Tag Team. One of the best I've seen in recent years. I'd put them up with not far with the Briscoes, FTR, etc. of that quality. Yet again, Bobby Fish has been cast aside. You think to when Kyle O'Reilly, ironically, took the Ring of Honor title from Adam Cole. What did they do? They split Red Dragon up. Yep. What's happened here? Red Dragon's been split up again. Now, where do you think this comes from? Is it Bobby Fish is allegedly a little bit difficult to work with? We shall see. But I'm certainly pleased he's in Impact Wrestling. Thoughts, guys? To piggyback off of what you said about maybe Bobby Fish being difficult to work with, uh, you know, we saw a little bit, we we heard a little bit about his outburst against CM Punk um, a couple weeks ago on his podcast about, uh, you know, not getting along with Punk and thought he he thought he was going into business for himself. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's legitimate? Who knows what what the right side is here? So, but yeah, I mean, really profane laden too. So uh, it's just, it's really weird to to see this right now i mean all yeah, yeah all absolutely. this commotion going on and yeah sean what do you think of this too well you know jake i kind of feel bad because i really want to see that red dragon versus ftr match we <laughs> probably never get, we're gonna get now also they had a great setup for that elite versus the undisputed whatever you want to call in AEW. we're not going to see that now but there is one match i want to see in impact wrestling now since bobby fish is there it's him versus josh alexander That'll be a tremendous match, uh, for, and for the title as well, so <laughs> it'll be pretty good. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, we're moving on to our second story. Just this previous day, Malachi Black went on to Instagram to do a live stream saying that he's not been released by AEW and he's coming back. This piggybacks off another story that Buddy Matthews was another member of the House of Black who was wanting to try to leave AEW. Over the weekend, he was wrestling in an independent show in Rhode Island. He took the mic and said that, like his brother Malachi, he's going to take some time away. Later on, he went onto his own Twitter account, posted an image saying fake news, and apparently they're taking a couple months off and hopefully be back with AEW. So what in the world is going on in the House of Black? Whew. Uh, man, I don't know what to say here. Uh, I think it, it just shows the amount of chaos that is going on. And, uh, going on. and um, I think this is the time for, like, you know, to t- for Tony Khan to at least 
you know, start picking up the phone and uh, maybe to at least at least, you know, take some control here um, and like to just to maybe to address a little address a little bit of the things here. Um, I mean, you, you know, we heard some of the reports that, you know, Black has been given a, a conditional quote unquote release from AEW. Um, but, you know, we've seen some of the, we've seen a lot of like reliable uh, reports, especially from Fightful about like the, the possibility of contract tampering from WWE and, you know, and then hearing, um, and then hearing them sending out some feelers to various, uh, former staff who are now currently wrestling in AEW. I mean, here, here's the thing though. We, we, we heard a couple of wrestlers. We know that, uh, they reached out to FTR, they reached out to Miro, but from my, what I'm hearing is that, uh, they're not, uh, interested in going back to WWE, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we saw what happened with black. I mean, I was there at all out. Uh, and then I saw, you know, him giving a bow to the crowd as he was going back up the ramp after he finished his match. And uh, and now Buddy Matthews in this situation as well. So I'm really curious to see and a little bit concerned about uh, what what Brody is, what Brody King's going to do next. And even what Julia Hart is doing next. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, she, she's, she's, been, she's been tremendous. <laughs> yeah, she was tremendous in in the House of Black. So I'm very curious to see what they're going to go next with those guys. I think Julia Hart's getting concussion treatment for the next three or four weeks, Jake. Oh, well, yeah, it might be true, so. <laughs> yeah, after that table bump, mate, on Rampage. That was scary. Yeah, that was a scary bump on, on Rampage. You know, I saw, like, the uh, the crowd video of it as well, so that, that yes. I mean, at least at least she's okay. At least she, she walked on her two feet, so he's getting help on the back. So, I mean, hopefully hopefully she won't be out of, uh, out in the sidelines for too long. I, th- I think well, one thing that's interesting is, Please, you know, I'm gonna. You know, you know me, guys. On this, I don't. If I offend you with my opinions, I offend you with my opinions. But I personally don't give a stuff what happens to Buddy Matthews. He's never ever interested me in his wrestling career. He still will continue not to re- unless something happens. Tommy End is a different kettle of fish. That man is so genuinely talented, Sean. I think we mentioned it last week. He's genuinely. He's a muti expert. He's got. He's a legit tough guy. And what he can do in the ring as a pro wrestler, there's not many that can. And he, plus you've got the air of mystery. You can play with that character almost circa Raven from ECW, I, I would liken him to because I'm that old. You know, there's so much you can do. And if Tony loses him, he's lost a huge talent for whatever reason. You picked it up and you didn't expand on it, Jake. You picked it up when you said Khan needs to get on that bloody telephone and he needs to sort his locker room out. Irrelevant of whose corner you're in, whether it's Punk's the Young Bucks, well, Punk the Young Bucks fish, there is too much of it going on and it will, it will destroy a product that we have gained to love in certain places. Sure. Because I, the WWE whether it likes it or not, needed AEW. Because look what's happening to the WWE at the moment. Slowly, it's getting better. Although Mm -hmm. saying that, I stayed up for Raw last night, and I may have changed my mind, but that's another story. Um, But it needs a good AEW, and if Khan loses it because he's too matey, whatever, you know, we hear all the stories, whether he's too mates with them, whether he hasn't got control, whether it's the inmates running the asylum, but he needs now 
He's had enough warnings. He needs to get a grip of his locker room. And that's what I think he needs to do straight away. And to talk about WWE here, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of online discussion about, oh, you know, w, you know, WWE, you know, they're they're not a monopoly. They're not doing these kind of, you know, aggressive tactics. Look, they've been doing this for 40 years, yeah. ever since, you know, Vince McMahon took over the company. Look, look what he did. You know, yeah. he went into other people's territories in the United States and started to started to um, acquire their talent, um, raid their talents. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hogan, you know, Hogan, Gene Okerlund, Jesse Ventura, etc. And look, several years ago with NXT UK, with why yeah. why did, why was NXT UK yeah. around? To try yeah, to invade yeah. the uh, the UK independence. And now he screwed, yeah, he screwed the UK. Yeah, and look Absolute what happened. And look screwed. what happened over there. This is their mo. It's aggressive, dirty yeah. tactics to tr- to try to become you know the only comp- the only game in town. You know this has been happening for forty years, and unfortunately, you know I don't I don't think Triple H is really helping the situation at all. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, look what happened several months ago. You know, MLW has filed a lawsuit against WWE for, you know, for for an antitrust yeah. issue. So <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, Sean. Uh, Jake, sorry, that's a good. I don't. I tell you what, right? I slightly disagree with you a little bit in that I think Triple H is improving the quality of the programming. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he's a that, he's a competitor too. So yeah, no, uh, no, no. I don't disagree with you a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. The mo has never changed. You bang on. And as I say, the promised example is they've come into they've come into the UK. They've diamond mined, no pun intended, all the talent that they want out of there, and then they've discarded some really really good talent, which actually has worked well because we've seen in in RevPro. ICW and Progress, certainly, um, over the recent weeks, some talent come back, which is great because, because by Christ, they needed it. Otherwise, they were dying. Um, but, yeah, the MO's never changed, but I would disagree slightly in that I, I, I'd given up with WWE programming. Now I'm being drawn back into watching it again. Well, guys, what I got a feeling is maybe Tony reached out to Malachi and Buddy Matthews and went, Hey guys, let me give you a couple months off. Let let's everything cool down. We'll readdress some situations. Try to get you guys back towards up the upper card of this promotion. I think that's the true story here because we're looking at two troops here, like Tony's troop, Malachi's troop, and Buddy Matthews' troop. And in the middle here is the actual troop. Now I've got a feeling that yes, the WWE did reach out to both gentlemen. Tony wasn't happy about it, and he's giving them some time off to just get their mindset right so they can stay with the company. Good point, mate. Do you, do, if that's the case, as we discussed last week, do you bring Alistair Black as back as a singles competitor? Screw the House of Black. I mean, you've basically written off the House of Black in a way with that match on Rampage this past Friday where yeah. we saw the great freaking Muda do the miss on Betty Matthews. That could be the perfect end to the House of Black. And best winner out of all of this is Julia Hart because she's in the best place in two different factions now. First it was the Varsity Blondes, now it's the House of Black. She's the winner. She's the sole survivor of this thing. She didn't look a winner on Friday. But hey, Julia Hart, you know, she's yeah, she's doing great. And she's beautiful as well. So I'll give her credit for that too. That's <laughs> <Expect> too. <laughs> <sighs> We're <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of trouble here. <laughs> you are. Go on, Sean. Okay. Our third news story of the week happened over this past weekend as a bunch of people being bought by player, player, 
Eddie Long, including Radio Free Professional Wrestling and some Jake Eleanor guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened here, but I, I, I do want to preface by saying I do want to give, um, we do want to give our condolences to Teddy Long. He did give uh, some updates on um, on Busted Open uh, yesterday morning. Overall, it's been a rough weekend, and we found out that uh, his his, uh, his wife passed away uh, as well. So, yeah, kind of unfortunate news. Um, uh, really sad. And then, yeah, I mean, and then he has to deal with all this stuff. So it's like it's really, yeah, really unfortunate. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> seeing seeing all that, I mean, I feel so bad. And seeing all the tweets come up, the various wrestlers and, and personalities that say that that uh, I mean, he, he was hacked. You know, <laughs> no no simple way about it. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate because his wife died. But um, it's the wacky world. Of, I don't know whether that's the phrase I'm looking for, but it is the world of professional wrestling and he's sort of old school and it'll never change yeah. and, and and I think it's better for it. You know, David, when I first saw all these blockings happening, in the back of my mind, I wasn't thinking he was hacked. I was thinking, like yeah. he was thinking, Teddy lost from that generation where, like, keep it kayfabe, draw some interest here, I'll just block yeah. a few people, just get my... But I didn't know anything about his wife passing away, so we would like to express our condolences to Mr. Yeah. Teddy Long on the passing of his wife. And, yeah, like Jake said... Later on, we found out that he got hacked, and whoever has the time to hack these people need to do something better with their lives. So, like, you have this talent to do this. Put it to good. Dealing with this stuff in his personal life and then putting this uh, on top of it. So, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. We're going to move over to our final news story of the week. And what Radio Free Professional Wrestling episode would be without me using this to give you a Jenny update. As we have a Jenny update here. She has been recovering from an injury. She's came over to the United States for a few times to get some treatment for an injury. She's waiting on her visa to get updated. So she's still underneath contract with the WWE. And everything is right in the world. What do you want us to say? Absolutely nothing. Because I just want to throw out here, since Jake has this thing for Julia Hart, I'm going to keep my, my thing going here. Like, hey, Jenny, I'm over here. Mate. You've got, you've got to. I mean, you know, obviously your nails, but you've got to take Gunther on. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I mean, you have, you have your thing, uh, Sean. So, <laughs> and I have my thing. So, <laughs> we'll keep up with that. So, <laughs> yeah, that Christ, you two have never discovered mine yet. <laughs> we don't know yet, so maybe you'll reveal no. it soon. So, <laughs> and all that. So, I, I want to ask you, David. Um, now that. Uh, it's been over a little bit, a few we- a little bit over a few weeks uh, since NXT UK uh, yeah. has rest in peace. Um, overall, has it been a success in your opinion, or was it disappointment? Do you think? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's been a success in the fact it gave so many good. T- I mean, let's face it: for those that watched it and knew about it, it was very, it was universally loved because of the quality of the wrestlers. So therefore, it's wrestlers that I've grown up with as a child suddenly getting their big chance and being shown off on a bigger stage. Now, here's one for you. Um, NXT the other week had the Jordan Devlin... um, Right. uh, Well, the Tyler Bate um, main event. Tyler Bate. Now, I got drawn into it, and I didn't even think about my comment here. And I'll be honest about this, guys. They announced it as the main event, and I, I actually put a comment on the NXT Facebook page. Oh, no, not this again. Because I've seen it so many bloody times. And then I got, well, I got, I got, some, I got some, in finest wrestling trolling, I got some 
abuse back. I can't, well, not everyone watches NXT UK, and I'm, I'm like, lads, I've seen this in Over the Top. I've seen this in, in the Midlands Pro Wrestling that Trent Seven owns. You know, um, so for me, yes, it was a success, but only just. They could, it could have been so, so much better. If they'd have done more special events like utilising Blackpool more, um, you know, because you look at those those... You look at NXT Takeover UK when they actually put more UK wrestlers in. It's given it's given us pretty deadly. I can't knock that because as Sean will tell you, we sure. love pretty dead. We love pretty deadly. But they gave us some great Walter matches too. Yeah. I mean, Ilya Dragunov yeah. got got on the platform that maybe he wouldn't necessarily have done. And you got Jim Cornette praising it too, so <laughs> that's a positive there too. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to hold my hand up. I'm I'm a Cornette guy. I am oh, a yeah. cornet guy. Um, like me or loathe me for it, but I am. As long as you can differentiate between when he's talking really, really good sense and when he's just been abusive because he's fallen out with that individual during his career, then you know I'm fine with it. Sure. Um, but I find the shows, I find him very entertaining. He talks a lot of sense. But no, NXT UK just. Bear in mind, there's a backstory here that maybe we'll do on another show. The guy running it, I'm not a fan of, which was Smallman. The guy who ran, I've never been a Jim Smallman fan. Um, and that there's a long story behind that that we haven't got time for on this podcast. But even allowing for that, once he'd got over the initial start of NXT UK, when he just he just um, regurgitated progress plot lines, uh, storylines that he'd done, and you got into more and more in indie come down, they brought in the ICW guys, they brought in the Rev Pro guys, and, and they just brought in WXW guys as well, which is mm. where Walter, Walter came from. You know, yeah, it was a success, and it's a shame that the plot... I do think it is a mistake going to NXT Europe, because I think you'll get more and more North Americans in there, bizarrely. Sure. I'm wondering where it's going to be based out of... Um when it does eventually come back. So, yeah, I'm very curious to see if this will follow up. And then they re- they released a lot of people, too, after, you know, the cancellation of NXT UK. So, you know, I wonder um, what kind of talents they're going to have there in that show. I think, in answer to that, and I might be wrong here, and I don't know, I think it would be based out of Germany, at the WXW studios. I mean, that could be hmm. a good possibility, especially since that promotion's feature on Peacock, underneath the umbrella that is the WWE Network. That would be a very smart move, I do believe, David. Now, to piggyback to your question about NST UK being successful, to the WWE, I think it was successful because it shut down a lot of interest in British independent wrestling because we were going to have that relaunch of World Sport, and that's exactly the reason they launched NST UK. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so- I remember, yeah, I remember that uh, special that first special, I think, uh, New Year's Eve of 2017, 16 or 17, I believe. Uh, J- Jim Ross uh, was a guest commentator on World of Sport, if you remember. Yep. And uh, what happened, like, a few months later, I mean, the WWE re-signed him. The biggest mistake they made with World of Sport was putting it on terrestrial telly, ITV, in the UK. Because they tried to make it a bit like Gladiators. Um, a bit like Ninja UK. They did. They, you know, foam fingers and um, the talent roster that they got because they got Osprey in, they got Zach Sabre and, you know, p- people like that um, and gave them the platform. But the, the hour wasn't long enough. And also producing was a gentleman called Alex Shane, which, if you know the UK wrestling business, right. 
you'll know that he necessarily, and I'm going to be polite here, he necessarily wasn't the guy to go to. But I can also understand why ITV went to him, which meant it was never going to work. And it didn't. Maybe it was to test him as well. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, went down the drain pretty fast. Yeah, It did. But it did. And I think irrelevant of NXT UK, Jake, I think it had gone down the drain under its own merits because ultimately it wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. It's all merits too. Yep. (laughs) Agree with you on that. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been your control center for this second anniversary episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. We are heading over to our first triple threat, Stunning Six Questions. (laughs) It's time for the Stunning Six Questions. All the wise and what have they done now? Hopefully Sean and Jake can figure it out. Okay, gentlemen. Stunning question number one. We saw the debut of Soraya back last Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. So my question to you, gentlemen, who should be the very first opponent for Soraya if she's medically cleared? You first, uh, David. <laughs> um, simple answer, Serena Dweeb. No other option. That, yeah, I, I, I uh, piggyback off of that as well. I mean, she would, she would, as of right now, like, you know, the Observer has reported that she's not yet cleared, but, yeah. I mean... It wouldn't make sense to sign her if she wasn't cleared, right? Uh, yeah. For for Tony Khan to do that. So, but yeah, her against Serena Deeb, it would be, it would be. I think to me, it would bring some, at least some eyeballs in the women's division more, and at least some like some time with it because like both those gals are fantastic. I mean, some other opponents I would love to see. I would love to see Saray against Britt Baker. I mean, to see what what those yeah. two can do. Yeah, in so, the long run. Yeah, in the long yeah, run. In the long too, run. Yeah. But, but Sean, Sean asked immediately, and to me, that's that's a no-brainer. Give a chance to get in with someone who isn't going to hurt her, um, because let's face it, there's been a lot of that in the AEW ladies' division. Dweeb is is skilled. You can build it. You've got a couple of dream matches in there with of her with Britt Baker and of her with Thunder Rosa when Rosa's fit. Um, you know, I, I, I'd love to see them. I would personally also love to see, and I touched on this with Jake on, me- and Jake, sorry, Sean, on Messenger when the night she debuted, and I was, I actually was at two o'clock in the morning bouncing around my wrestling room here at home when she debuted because I wasn't expecting it because she only lives an hour and a half from me when she's in the UK, but I want to see her bring her mum in. Her mum is the best female heel I have seen while I've been watching wrestling bar none she is magnificent and boy can she go in the ring she's in her 50s but she can go in the ring can she you can see where Paige got it from because obviously it's well documented about the wrestling family I'm not even going to bore you with that um but her mum sweet Soraya Knight is the just wonderful hey David and Jake, I agree with you. I think Deeves is the perfect first opponent for Soraya here. Just for the simple fact, I love that four-way match on AEW Dynamite last week. Deeves was kicking butt. I felt like they should have gave her the title in that match. And I was like, after that match, I'm going like, her versus Soraya would be amazing. Also, I will give a second opponent being Sheeta. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, wow. Yeah, fair, yeah, fair with that. That's, that. That would be pretty interesting to watch, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know the money match is her versus Britt Baker, but let's just save that for a little bit. There's a, a, We need to build up this women division just a little bit. So let's have no, her. Build up Soraya, yeah. I, I, I yeah, like the way that, 
Yeah, I like the way that they what they did with CM Punk. Um, first when we first joined, um, uh, back in August last year, that they built they built him up with like some of the more some of the more mid card uh, yep. type of talents, like especially with Team Taz. Like you know, he went with Hobbs and Ricky Starks as well. So I will I will like to see the same for Soraya as well. Okay, gentlemen, standing question number two: If he wants this past Friday Night SmackDown, there was an amazing. Like promo segment to kick off the show. It's a bloodline. They're in the ring, all five of them. <laughs> and poor Sami Zayn, you thought they were going to finally kick him out of it. But the tribal chief, he has a gift. He gave him a new T-shirt, and Jay Uso looked like he was going to murder somebody. So my thing to you guys is: Is Sami Zayn the person that should beat Roman Reigns for this title? <laughs> wow, uh, that is a. I mean, that sounds like a simple question, but it's actually a loaded question at the same time. Um, here's the thing. Maybe the best solution to this, um, like, as you, like, we still know that, you know, well, well look, at Crown Jewel, uh, Roman Reigns is still going to uh, face Logan Paul uh, for the title. But maybe not long after that, I would love to see the two belts split up, uh, to be honest with you. And maybe that could be a chance for maybe to, for Sami Zayn to politic his way to uh, get one of the belts, maybe for the maybe for the uh, uh, the black belts of the world championship uh, belts, but uh, yeah, I mean there are some <laughs> there are some clues that are leading to this eventual thing, and uh, I, I mean if they're not if they're not like leading up to this, I mean I don't know what the point of all this is. So to be honest with you, <laughs> um, I'll keep it simple. No. <laughs> No, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. Um, I mean, you, okay, here's my point of why he shouldn't. You've had all these, he's fought Lashley, he's fought Lesnar, he's fought, he's fought Oldberg, he's fought Drew in a, in a big money match in a big stadium live event, and then Sami Zayn is the one to take the title from him? No, of course he isn't. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like trying to like uh, PC this. No, 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 PC yeah. This no, 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 no. You're all right. You're all right I, I'm afraid I, I hit a shovel. I, <laughs> I, I hit a shovel you, on the head. Um, so no, he should. I mean, but but it, it. You think about this. It negates all the stuff that the WWE have done with Reigns. Yeah, yeah. you you could have a little one, two, three kid. You know, surprise win. Like he, you know, like he did over sure. Razor Ramon that one. Have Hornswoggle winning for for goodness' sake. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's no, 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 no. Why do all this work with Roman to have him? Lose? And as talented as Sammy is, and he is, um, him and Kevin Owens are, are, are unbelievably under underutilized in that show. Um, but no. Well, I disagree with you, David. I feel like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are being spotlighted in WWE right now. I feel like they have come out like smelling <laughs> like roses because they're in two highlighted spots on Raw and SmackDown. They're getting TV time each and every week. And if they were in AEW, one of them probably would be still in the main event scene right now. The other one would probably be on Dark. Um, yeah, that's a fair point, and I'm not going to argue with it. But what I would say is, out of the talent, you look. I look. I look at talent and ability, and both of them are head and shoulders above a hell of a lot of what's been of what of what what's being pushed. To me, I'd love to see them paired up together and be tag team champions, um, either on SmackDown or Raw. I'm not bothered which. 
and, and given given a run with tag team belts, I think that would be justifiable reward for some a lot of loyal service that they've given the WWE now. Okay, gentlemen, standing question number three. As I'm pitching ideas for world titles here, we're going over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. The current champion is Jay White, mm. and this past weekend we saw the Gorilla Destiny come back together. So my question to you is. Is Tamatana the person to beat Jay White to go face Okada? You spelt that wrong. It should have said Will Ospreay. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with David. Will Ospreay should have the belt at this point, to be, to be in my uh, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, with Tamatonga, like watching the New Japan product over the past several years, he, he just doesn't do it for me. Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, they're... They're not my favorite thing to watch, uh, really. And, uh, I mean, to, to be honest with you, uh, them having a lot of the spotlight, you know, ever since, you know, the Elite left, uh, pretty much, like, decreased my interest more in, in New Japan. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, like, you know, like, outside of the G1, which, I, to be honest with you, was really, like, a, yeah, I wasn't really that interested. And then, uh, with, along with this, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. The G1 was a disappointment this year, wasn't it, guys? Let's face yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. There, there are like some four, four star matches, but it's yep. the same. It's the same formulaic matchups, and you know, we, it's like, you know, we know that Will Osprey versus Shingo Takagi would be a great match, but you know, it's it's still it's still the same. Like you know, we we've seen that yep. match like several different times. So my Tyler Bate Jordan Devlin point exactly that. Um, I take it you do, Sean, I take it you do. We, me and Jake keep giving our opinions quite strongly. I take it you do. Okay, so to defend my position here, if you go to YouTube, type in, like, Hekalo Leaves Bullet Club, you get this clip yeah. where you see Jay White in the rain. They're beating down some people. Tanya yeah, it's all that too. Runs down to the rain, makes yeah. the save, and Jay White calls out Hekalo, and you think he's going to side with Jay White. Jay White looks like he's laughing like the Joker and the brothers come back together and beat the heck out of Jay White and Jay White cuts a amazing post-match interview where he's just sitting on the floor going like I should have saw this coming if it was me I would do the exact same thing I can't believe I didn't see it so I'm just interested they're gonna have this match coming up in October and I got every feeling sure. in my being that Jay White's gonna keep this title it's gonna be Jay White versus Okada but if you want to make a divergence here and just have an intern champ with Normally, New Japan would never do. This might be the time to do it. That's for the heck of it. But that's just me. Mm, okay. I see what you're saying, but I don't know. Like, you know I'm they, not as down on G.O.D. as Jake is. I don't mind them, but do I, do I think their main event? Uh, very borderline. But Gato's booking recently has gone a little bit strange. He's gone very, very much hometown and pro his own Japanese wrestlers. And that is very obvious um, it's very obvious to a Western audience at the moment. It's it's very difficult because I've I've been pro Osprey for about 15 years now. Ever since I ever since I first met him as um, you know as one of the, the Swords of Essex with Paul Robinson, um, and and you know this is this is just me showing my age and the, you know and stuff. But that's why I think Sean has me. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pro Osprey all the way. And there's only one person that should have that title at the moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy that Wrestle Kingdom on, uh, in a few months will only be one night. Yeah. Uh, they sw they're yes. switching back to a one night uh, show, which I'm yes. very, I'm very happy, happy about. And it's going to be on a Wednesday, which will, 
uh, obviously conflict with uh, with Dynamite. So uh, it looks like uh, Danielson's not going to be in it. But it'll be. I really hope since uh, they have the tag titles that FTR will uh, FTR will at least um, uh, defend the titles at the Tokyo Dome. So well, they're not likely to be booked on Dynamite. Other if the books have anything to do with it. Sure. <laughs> makes sense interesting you talk about dynamite stunning question number four should tony <laughs> khan let unhappy talent leave AEW to lighten the roster that he already has because i'm gonna go ahead and say to you guys he should sure but i've said this about wwe uh several years back um i mean yeah it, it's a loaded roster uh i i agree with that um I think Dustin Rhodes said a, f- a couple months ago that uh, uh, that hey, if people want to leave AEW, uh, go on right ahead. But at the same time, I hate to say it, but you sign a contract, and um, at some points you're gonna have to do as what you're told. I mean, they're not. I mean, AEW is not on the road doing house shows uh, every week. They're basically working like only two only two shows on the same day on on Wednesday. So. I mean, I said this about WWE when, um, you know, when when uh, Mike Kanellis uh, wanted to ask for his release. I mean, hey, you just signed a new deal. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why you decided to uh, re-sign your uh, re-sign in the first place, but I don't know. That's just me. I, I think the Kanellis one was more. You, your point's valid, but I think the example of Kanellis was a little more complicated in the fact that I think Maria, when this had all happened, had just fallen pregnant again with the second child, and I think he was just doing what any any bloke would do and making sure he sure. got a living wage for, for his family. Um, but your point is, is valid, Jake, but I think that was that maybe was an answer to that example. It is a difficult one, and you've, you've um, gone through that very well. I personally am more erring on the side of Sean's, Sean's view in that I think that they should be allowed to leave, and the rumours that I've heard are... Tony Storm and Adam Page are very, 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 very unhappy in AEW and should be got out of there immediately so I don't have to watch them on a Wednesday night. <laughs> all that. Hangman Page? I didn't really... <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of Page. Never have been. Um, never have been. And I'm, I've always been Team Punk as well, so obviously more recently, he's given me even more recently, more reason to legitimately dislike him. Yeah, I'm the Chicago guy here, so it's it's. Yeah, I, mate, that was that was that it, was so. you know you know the, the 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 mention of Mindy's earlier on, mate, mate, made me just extremely <laughs> jealous. Oh, I mean, Mindy's Bakery brightens my day every day, and I, I feel like after 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 um, eating those muffins, it makes me want to take a share and just throw it to my coworker. My coworker, yeah, and you know, <laughs> all types of. I mean, it's it's it proves right there. You know, sugar is very, is very. It's a it's it's one hell of a substance too. Outside of you know, outside of you know those other drugs, man. So for real, man. I don't know where you're going with this, mate, but um, I like it. I love it. That's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Sorry, Sean. I can't believe you got hijacked by Mindy's Bakery. <laughs> Well, David, I would have super kicked the door down to get some of those potato, homemade potato chips. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, but those, uh, I've got to be honest, I've, ne- I've, I've never wanted a muffin more while laughing during that press conference. Oh, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. You know, it's interesting because, like, 
Look, at, at the Now Arena, uh, internet connection was so crap. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get a signal. I couldn't get any reception. I couldn't get any reception in the building. So I did not no. find a... I did not find about... I, 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 I haven't found out about the uh, the press conference until until I went home, until I arrived home, like, literally 45 minutes later. And I was talking to uh, the guys at Sunday Night's main event after my call. So, <laughs> yeah, I was completely oblivious to it. And then when I found out, I was like, what the hell? How did I miss this? <laughs> I was like, Well, he messaged, because he knows the time difference. Yeah. Um, Sean messaged me and said, get on the press conference. At least see the first 25 minutes you need. to." So, and I was like, well, I'll for sleep. Oh, all right, okay. He's done that for a reason. And I put it on, and I was just like, my my jaw drop. I, I have to say, I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oof, yeah, crazy. <laughs> what, what's up next, Sean? Okay, stunning question number five. We are going back to last week's episode of AEW Dynamite as the first match was Claudio Castanelli versus Chris Jericho for Arena of Honor World Title. Gentlemen, is Chris Jericho the right person to have this belt now? Ooh, this is tough. Uh, I was a little... I was a little bummed that uh, Claudio lost the title uh, after a few months. I, I really wanted to see uh, at least like you know a, a, a little bit of a lengthy re- a run on him for uh, for the for the Ring of Honor World Title. Uh, but you know, it, after thinking about it for a little bit, um, if if Ring of Honor does want to have a TV deal, uh, some sort of broadcasting deal, and some sort of media partner to bat, to uh, to support them, it kind of makes sense to have a big star in Chris Jericho to uh, to be your world champion. But yeah, I mean, I can see I, I can see both sides to this uh, as well. I mean, I would have loved to see what uh, what Claudio would continue to do with the title. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty interesting. Well, I'm well with this, but it's interesting with the sports entertainment gimmick that Jericho has right now. I'm really interested to see how he will treat the title. And uh, because like this upcoming Wednesday, he's going to face Bandito for uh, on on dynamites. I mean, then that's going to be pretty, that's going to be a pretty cool match. And then it'll be pretty interesting to see how it will treat uh, the ring of water world championship. I've got two schools of thought here. I've got no issue with it because it's a, it's one of the top three of AEW, top three names anyway, of AEW. Um, and they put the ring of honor world title on it. You can see why they've done it. The Acho, he's now, there's only him and punk within the world that has won every major world title. I think that came up during the week. And I'd be more pro it if Ring of Honor had some standalone events coming up that they could put. Jericho versus whoever at the top of the card, you have a major world-renowned wrestling name at the top of your card in the main event. So it's possible going to put bums on seats, eyes on the product. Now, here's my concern. Can Jericho pull off a consistent Ring of Honor style match at his age and mm. in his condition. That's the question. Now, they got away with it with Claudio because they had him do, it was in AW, they had him do shenanigans. We had the low blow, etc. So, it, you know, but if you're in Ring of Honor, you know the style of wrestling that's going to be required. And with all due respect to Chris, I've got no issue with Chris Jericho whatsoever. He's still one of the biggest names AEW have got, and I can see the logic of it. The proof will be upcoming. So I'm on the shelf a little bit. I'm in between two schools. I will wait and see and see what style of match. And you've already said it, Mr. Jake. He's got Bandido, who will only do, you know, who is a Ring of Honor style wrestler. 
and it'll be interesting to see how they how they if there's ghosts and mirrors and what have you and you know there's there's a little bit of shenanigans goes on for him to retain the belt going forward. Sean? Well, gentlemen, let me back up here. My original reaction when I saw Chris Jericho beat Claudio Castanelli was what the beep. And after that night and in the next coming couple of days, I thought about it makes perfect sense because that is one of the big three people in AEW. I know Tony Khan wants to try to get Rio on their own TV. And, oh, by the way, the pure champion is Daniel Garcia. Later down the road here, yeah. we can have a title unification match. Yeah. Oh, yes. And the first real champion underneath this new Rio Honor banner yep. can be Daniel Garcia on his own TV show. Yep. And that first match being him beat Chris Jericho, and that's going to draw ratings. I did not. I did not uh, see that. So it's like, yeah, Garcia has the field championship. So that could be the potential of really good storytelling there, yep. if um, down the line. So that that'll be pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. See, I can have a good idea sometimes. Sometimes I can have good <laughs> ideas. Okay. Six and final studying question here for you, gentlemen. Are you going out your way to see this match coming up in Noah? At I want to say in January, it's going to be Sting in the Great Mood and a tag match. Versus a couple of people. My first thought was, I wish it was on North America where I could go see this match because I'm big in Sting and Great Muta, but I'm going to go out of my way to try to find this Noah match. Oh, as a Sting mark, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll definitely go out of my way to do so. And uh, I've, I've really been liking Noah's product, uh, to be honest with you, uh, over the past uh, year. I mean, they, they have a similar tournament uh, uh, to the G1 called the N1 Victory, and they have a lot more like you know talented people uh, on it. And... Uh, I mean, to be honest, and to be honest with you, like, yeah, I wish uh, Sting and Sting and Great Muda would have done something uh, in here in the West, uh, or North America or Europe. But uh, I have no problem with it. And then, yeah, I mean, as a Sting mark myself, I, def- I would definitely want to watch this one more time. <laughs> yeah, three for three, guys. Um, I'm hoping because obviously it's slightly different for me here in the UK. The way I get my product, and I mainly rely on the Fight TV app, um, of which I've got an account. So hopefully that's the sort of card that they're going to put on. Um, they put most things of any note on it, like including Flair's last match. They've now put Wrestle Kingdom on there and even some British, yeah. major British cards. So, yeah, that, that'll be a take my money. I'll, I'll watch that. Dude, it's kind of unfortunate because I'm sorry to uh, um, go off topic a little bit, but uh, uh, John Pollock from Post Wrestling um, uh, reported uh, yesterday that, uh, you know, New Japan's return to the U.K., at the at the copper box um um for 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 royal quest uh it I mean he's i mean he found out from uh from fight tv that they're not going to be airing it live uh, and it's not even going to be not? airing on new japan they're not they're not even going to air it on new japan world live uh it's like it's so like unfortunate because like i mean you know seeing a new japan show in the uk it'd be it would be i mean I, I remember watching it back in 2019 when they were in london it was such a fantastic show uh and then seeing that- yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's, gobsmacked at. yeah, it's, I mean, they report it and, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, John Pollock, uh, confirmed that and, uh, it's really, really unfortunate that, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, I, I hate to say it, but it's like, at this point, it, it looks like they're like new Japan's not doing their best. Uh, maybe they just could care less about their fan base in the West. I mean, I mean, I'm going to quote right here. Fight TV confirmed to post wrestling that the Royal Quest cards will not be airing on the service um, this weekend. And our schedules be only on demand on New Japan World in in October. I mean, the two night event at Crystal Palace features. And look, 
this card right here at Crystal Palace, it features FTR defending the tag titles against Aussie Open on the first night and Tetsuya Naito and, and Zack Sabre Jr. on the second night uh, to determine the next challenger for, you know, for that. And they did, they did have some streaming issues uh, a few years ago, but uh, I, I thought I find this to be inexcusable, David. Um, yeah, I, 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 I must admit, I was expecting to see that. Um, I was aware of it. It's one of those things that sort of like, um, you know, you plan for... Oh, I didn't... You've rather ruined my weekend there, Jay. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking forward to that. Um, and obviously, if it's come from JP, we know that that's, that's reliable. Um, well, if it's not even going live on New Japan World, I'm not even going to download that because, I, as I say, I get most of mine through Fight. It's a great little arena as well. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Cobble Box is part of the, the big O2 where the WWE um, do, most, do their London shows now. Apart right. from where, there's two places the WWE will go, which is Wembley Arena and the O2. Yeah, no, it's just a nice little arena. It holds about 1,500 people. And you know what British crowds are like. You know, they, they crave they crave these shows. They crave seeing guys like, you know, Zack Sabre Jr., no matter what persona he comes in with, he's just going to get a hero's welcome. You know, um, it's, 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 I can't believe that. They would make money off that. Absolutely. Um, if they, if yeah. they put that on fight, and I can't understand for one minute. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't think they're even concerned about, you know, increasing their fan base in the West, so... But that goes yeah. with Gato's booking, yeah. I think yeah. that that we mentioned it earlier, and I think that that is um, a little, um, a little, you know, a little bit indicative of, of what they're doing at the moment. But anyway, before we go and Sean wraps up the show, last week I gave him a question... This week, I'm going to give you two a question, um, because that is my want as one of the OGs. Now, I want your considered, educated wrestling opinion. I actually respect the pair of you for your opinions, which is sometimes when I fall at, when I disagree with Sean, I don't, you know, I, I, I still like to talk to him occasionally. I want your considered wrestling opinions over a promo that happened this week. I hope you've both seen it because it's compulsive viewing. What did you think of Marina Shafir's promo? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I did see it on Twitter uh, because a lot of people pointed that out. Yeah, it was excruciating. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not the biggest guy against scripted promos, uh, like uh, unlike a lot of people are, uh, because it, sometimes it can't. Like, you know, Brian Danielson said it himself. Like, he loves working with the writers, right? Uh, in, in WWE, and then yep. I mean, he, I mean, he's still great in his promos here in <laughs> AEW, there, and you can tell it's very authentic and it's not scripted. Um, but you know, it can it can help, it can be beneficial to a couple of other other people who are not as confident in the mic. And Marina Shafir, I mean, oh my goodness, it was awful. <laughs> one one point on what you just said. I mean, because obviously it was a sell because it was it was just excruciating moment of wrestling television. You to mention scripted promos. If that was scripted, what was it? Scripted by Cody Rhodes's daughter or something with crayons okay. because it was just. It can't have been scripted. I think she's just lost the plot and forgotten completely what she's going to say and made a complete dog's horlicks of it. And yeah, so and what I... do you think? Well, luckily for myself, I did not see that promo, but I have been a person that has suffered through a few of her promos. I'm in the belief that you need to hide people's weaknesses and show their strengths. 
her strength is in the ring. Just let her fight in the ring. Let her actually sure. do the talking. Yeah, I mean, not every person needs to talk. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, not every person yeah. needs to showcase their weaknesses on the mic. I mean, I think, I think that's that really helps with um, with Dante Martin because I love seeing him in the ring. Yeah, and and especially Darby Allen. I mean, I, I mean, I Jungle love Boy. some of his promos in Jungle Boy as well. I mean, they they show. I mean, their their <coughs> actions their actions speak for itself. I mean, they don't need to cut promos like every single week. So now, Sean, go find this, mate. It's it's um, it's awkward to say the least <laughs> and, and give us your take on it next week i mean i'm not questioning the girls in ring because we know her background we know her mma background we know you know she's gonna make it she's got a good chance of making it as a pro wrestler but they need to keep the mic away from her they really really do yeah seriously it's it's, it's crazy um and i'll turn the tables uh, right now i mean i know we're <laughs> going a little bit long i'm hijacking sean here but i just can't help it so okay so uh but uh, the thing is is that um you know <laughs> i'm finally talking to you david um where in the uk do you live i'm cambridgeshire peterborough's the nearest town oh okay so yeah it's, i mean uh, it's not too far from uh from London. Uh, no, anyway, no, no, no. So. 40, 40 minutes on the track. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, You know, we've heard the rumors. Uh, if, whenever AEW does come to to London, uh, yeah. do, you, do you think it's going to be at Craven Cottage uh, where Fulham is at? Or do you think, or would, do you think, um, or would you like to see it in a, in a, in a better arena that is shot well, that has better production values? Right. Uh, what do you think of that? Right, okay, it's my take on this. Um, if they used Craven Cottage, it would have to be in the summer. It'd have to be out of season. Oh, yes. Okay, it'd have to be out of football season. The logical place would be Wembley Arena for Tony, because obviously Tony knows London well. Then you've got as the aforementioned while Sean was away, O2 Arena, which is where the copper box is. It's just a little arena within an arena. Um, but you've got some major, major places that... If he right, okay. If he he brought half an AEW roster to the UK, he could charge what the hell he wanted and sell the lot. There mm-hmm. is such a craving for AEW in the UK at the moment; you would not believe. Oh, without a doubt, like AEW would. It, it's it's pretty much without a doubt that AEW would sell. Uh, their first their first show in London, like probably like by five or ten minutes, and you know, I mean, like me as me as a Chicago guy, I mean, I, I love the crowd here in Chicago. I mean, we're yeah. we're, we're we're energetic, but yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you guys in the UK, you're in a whole different level. I mean, you, you you're a football country. <laughs> yeah. It's so much better. Thank, thank you I mean, for calling it football. Yeah, I mean, at least it's not at least with crowds there. I mean, it's not as derogatory, quote unquote, as it was like you know several several decades back. I mean, you guys are having a lot of fun with those NXT UK shows, those takeovers. Um, I mean, it would be magic to watch that first show. Um, yeah, I mean, you would. You'd have. I mean, but then, right? I'll, I'll, I'll turn that like you have done with me a couple of times in this pod. I'll turn this on its head. Me being from the UK, you see four areas of passionate wrestling crowds that I would personally give my left debris to go to. You've got Chicago. You've Now, I don't mean to be offensive with your regional ideas, but you've got Chicago and you've got where the stunning one's from I because I genuinely contemplated coming over there at one point before my ill health. But, and right. the deep, obviously, going back to the territory days, the Mid-South Coliseum is somewhere that I 
want to visit. And then for me, oh, yes. and I've already done one of these, I've been lucky enough to do one of these. You've got Philly, and I've done New York. Um, and I've been lucky enough to do New York in, in Manhattan and uh, uh, MSG. So The Garden's still a great place, yeah. I mean, I the, the, the crowd's still... As an English sports fan, irrelevant of what we talk about, to walk in the garden for the first time, I didn't know what to do with myself. I, apart from buy the beer there because it's expensive. Um, yes. I did not know what to do with myself the first time I walked in the garden. But it's like discussing with Sean about going to the Mid-South Coliseum. For me, as a wrestling fan, it's a bucket list. I've got to do it before I die. Mm-hmm. So... It's also, it works that way as well. Yeah, we've got rowdy crowds. We've got unique crowds that come up with some great songs and some great chants and, and what have you. Um, like I think still one of the most original ones is the shoes off if you hate whoever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just holding your shoe up in the air. Because it just looks weird. Like, you know, why are those thousands of people holding their shoes in the air? Um, but that's the, that's the weirdest English sense of humour. Yeah! <laughs> I think yeah. someone's stopping a hint. We'll hand over to Sean for the close-up, Jake. Yep, they're all there. So, <laughs> hey, just one more thing. Like, yeah, the Mid South Coliseum. I mean, they're still around. I mean, they're not holding holding any events for the past several years. But you I mean to still like see see the exterior of it would be pretty good. So, I mean, that's our basic gist of it. Uh, back to you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was your wrap up to the setting six questions plus a little answer there about different locations that have great wrestling fandom but before we go we gotta get some special thanks here we gotta thank greg brad the dad matthew edler zane 66 even boris joe Adonato. <laughs> they all been special guest hosts on radio free professional wrestling over the past two years and david let's go ahead and make this official we are now the free birds because we got a third member and that's jake yeah, damn right. He's officially part of the team. We're going to be using so much going forward, so much in the pipeline, so much for you that will involve two of the three of us, three of the three of us. Hey, one of the three of us. It doesn't matter. It's all good. And we're all looking forward to the, what the future holds. And it's only onwards and upwards. It's an incredible privilege to join this team. Uh, I've been listening to you guys since day one, since like you guys did the uh, the uh, the patron podcast uh, challenge uh, for for Sunday night. Yes, Agnew, that was fixed, Agnew. You swine. <laughs> I mean, you guys were had tremendous chemistry since the beginning, so I'm really happy to be a part of this team and uh, looking forward to many more many more episodes to come. So, ladies and gentlemen. Join us on Twitter at RadioFreePW. You can follow the stunning one, RPW host, Sean. David, where can we find you on Twitter? Um, I'm uh, Big Dud6. Uh, I, I, I don't tweet much, but when I do, it's important. Um, yeah, Big Duds, D Brightly 6 Find me on Facebook, DJ Brightly. I'm more than happy to have any wrestling conversations with anyone. Um, um, and soon, next year, the radio will return when I've got an extra person to have as a guest to put his Chicago five cents in. So I'll be looking forward to that in the new year. And you can follow me at Jake Olinor on Twitter and jakeolinor.mp4 on Instagram. And if you want to hear me do some, spit out some random takes, some random BS, <sighs> feel free to follow me on there. Ladies and gentlemen, David and Jake, real free professional wrestling. Everybody have a stunning week. And this has been Podcast Entertainment. Brother. <laughs> Shout out Dan Lebransky. <laughs>
This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.